And a good Saturday morning to you. Andy is taking the day off today in his stead, as we've been mentioning this morning. Luke Panic is back with us. He's the deck and port specialist, among other things, at uh, Linda's Construction. Look, uh, Luke, good to, to hear from you again. How have you been? I've been great. How are you? I've been the same. Thanks very much. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I wanted just like I asked our last guest, Mary. Did you enjoy summer? I. Uh, yeah, one day. What was it? Two days. A couple of days, two or three days. Yeah, it was a nice. It was a nice tease. It was a nice, I should say, preview of uh, of things to come. And I suppose that really helped uh, the Linda's crews get some things done. Yeah, it was. It was a good day to get some vitamin D in our systems and and get some projects done and get to work a little bit longer days. Tell me, uh, tell us, by the way, let, let, let me uh, invite our listeners to join in. I've been mentioning if you have any kind of a home improvement question. Uh, Luke, of course, has been in the construction business for years, but he is also, as I said, the deck and port specialist with Linda. So if you have any particular questions, especially about decks or decking, anything involving that uh, topic, by all means, call us or text us, whichever is easier. It's uh, One number will get you either a phone call or a text, and that number is 651 461 9226. What is, uh, you know, during the winter, I would imagine that, that you heard from a lot of folks, and you and and your colleagues have been trudging through a lot of snow to get uh, to get some ideas and uh, some uh, bids for uh, decks. Was it a busy winter, and will it be a busy summer for you guys? Yes, it was. We had a lot of interest in decks uh, from a mix from replacing old ones and updating them and as well as building new ones where we've got you know from all the new construction we've got patio doors out there that lead to nowhere so both a mix of new ones and remodeled ones i'm looking at some text messages already about uh, about decks and maybe we could approach now here's something you and i've talked about over the years and i learned my lesson many years ago is there any texter says this is there any kind of paint that will work on a cedar deck. You go for it, Luke. Yes, there's lots of paints that will work on a cedar deck for about six months, and then you need to paint that again. Um, we don't see any sort of solid paint that works very well with cedar, primarily because cedar is such a sponge. It absorbs humidity and moisture and expands and contracts so much that the paint doesn't have a stable substrate to soak into and lock onto. So painting is not a great idea for for, for deck floors, unless you enjoy painting and you want to do it all the time. Yeah, that's for sure. And it, it's interesting to me that the first two text messages that came in here had to deal with painting uh, a deck. And the second one, uh question is, would p- putting a darker paint, they would like to put a darker paint like a stain on our deck, and it's already peeling. So evidently they, they learned that, but they would prefer more of the semi-transparent Question is, does the yeah. old stuff need to be sanded off? If so, what's the best way to do that? Also, does power washing do anything? So let, let's go through that process of what, first of all, to do to, uh, to get rid of that paint, first of all. Yeah, first of all, the, any, any residue, any old resin that's sitting on top of the deck board, if, especially if you're going to use a semi-transparent product, needs to all come off. So sometimes... Uh, a pressure washer is adequate uh, to get the old uh, flakes off. If if it doesn't completely come off, then then it's time to use a sander. You can do it yourself if you want to rent a sander. You've done it, Denny, and you can speak to the joy that that brings a man. 
But uh, you can also hire hardwood flooring companies will come out and sand your deck as well. The, the biggest thing is that all the fasteners, the screws or the nails, need to be sunk down a little bit so that when they sand it, they don't sand those off. So, uh, But sanding it, getting back to a, a, a base, a raw wood substrate is for sure the best way to do it to get an even, consistent finish. And then using something that penetrates into the wood is, is ideal, not something that sits on the surface that rubs off and foot traffic of snow and ice. So that is the typical prescription for success. Yes, <clears throat> excuse me, sanding is the best, and you, you address that uh, fasteners. If uh, And I remember that. You could certainly go through a lot of, if you're doing this yourself, you can certainly go through a lot of sandpaper by uh, missing the uh, the screws or nails uh, ripping up, you know, <laughs> that uh, that uh, sandpaper. But, uh, yeah, that's still the best is to bring it down to, uh, to bare wood if you want to especially do that semi-transparent. It's a labor of love. For sure. Did you ever, Luke, think in, in your wildest dreams, and you've been with Linda so long time and dealing with decks and construction a long time, but just uh, talking about decks, uh, period, uh, the, the growth of low-maintenance decks is just just uh, talking about decks, uh, period, uh, the, the growth of low-maintenance decks is just unbelievably fast in your career. Hasn't it gone from cedar or some types of wood to uh, to low maintenance? It seems like it's just moved so quickly. It has, and, and, and I think it's just the, the demand. People want less work outside on their house, so the more we can get their siding maintenance-free, their windows, their gutters, their anything that involves less maintenance at home, probably because we work so much, that we want to work uh, on other things. And and so decking is, is no different, and the technology has certainly changed over the years. A lot of manufacturers have come and gone. I started in specifically decks back in about 2000, uh, right around 2001. And back then we had one or two choices. Now there's all kinds of manufacturers that make different types of synthetic decking. So it's come a long way. Some have come and gone, but... Uh, yeah, definitely. There's, it's rare that I have someone hoping to have a wood deck floor. That's very unusual. Yeah, for sure. Things have changed. Uh, listener wants to know what. Uh, well, I'll just kind of shorten this. What, what what type or brand or I guess type? Maybe it's easier uh, of uh, decking material does Linda's prefer to use or or uh, at least number, you know endorse. Yeah. Yeah, well, we use a couple of different brands. Um, the, the, the most important feature, in my view, when you look at a deck board sample, if you look at the end and what it's cut through, does it contain organic sawdust mixed in with it or not? Um, to me, those are the second-tier composites, which are most of them. Most of the ones you go to the stores and you look at have sawdust mixed into them. That is prone to uh, swelling and expansion and contraction due to this nature that 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 uh, that sawdust is in there. So the best synthetic deck boards don't contain that. The most popular one right now that we use is called Millboard. Very natural, authentic-looking product because it's embossed in real wood, so the texture is very natural. Uh, and then probably our second most common product we use is the Azek capped polymer decking. So that's also one that is uh, in the cellular PVC classification where there is no organic sawdust in it either. So those two are my favorite. 
Um, there are a number of different types of composites that contain sawdust and then are capped with polyethylene. Those would be the third best option. Uh, they can last well, too. They're just not quite as good as the ones that don't have the sawdust. Luke, those uh, first two products that you mentioned, are they pretty easy for uh, your construction crews to work with? They are. The nice thing is that they're so consistent. The width of the product is is your friend if it's consistent when you're laying down decking. Um, and so that that's the nice thing about a manufactured board is that every board is the same width. So it, it is much easier to use than natural products. Hang on, Luke. We're going to take a quick break, inviting our listeners to join in. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, it does not have to be about decks. Let's talk about porches, too, when we come back. But uh, any kind of a construction uh, question you may have, especially if we're uh, zeroing in on decks today, like we are with Luke Panic, call us or text us, 651-461-9226. We've dropped yet another degree. We are now at uh, 47 in the Twin Cities, how low will we go tonight? Uh, probably around 34 degrees, and there's a chance not only of rain, mixed with snow possibly overnight. You stay tuned. 830 WCCO. Had a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our home improvement show here every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour. Thanks to our friends at Lindis Construction. Uh, as a matter of fact, I should mention, too, Luke Panic, by the way, filling in for Andy Lindis today. Uh, Luke, if you're new to the show, is uh, the deck and port specialist at Lindis Construction. You know, Luke, we should probably mention, too, uh, this is uh, still the month of April. Boy, it's hard to believe we're in the, the middle of it. But uh, some uh, deals at, uh, especially labor uh, deals at Lindis. Can you tell us about that on, uh, what, leaf guard gutters and those great GAF shingles, right? That's right. we got half off labor right now. So labor discount on shingles and leaf guard gutters. Oh, those are great, great gutters. Uh, especially when, when all the melting was going on and I was just hearing hearing the, the water rushing down through those downspouts. Uh, and uh, was it 32 inches of rain an hour those leaf guard gutters will handle? But, yeah, check it out. Uh, if you need a new roof, uh, the easiest number to remember for whatever you need, any kind of inside-outside work, if you need gutters, if you need roofing, uh, new, uh, new windows maybe, uh, 8449-LINDIS. That's the easiest number to remember, 844 844- Nine Lindis. Uh, backing up a little bit, again, if you're just joining us, Luke is just uh, filling in for Andy today. He's the deck and port specialist. What about porches? We haven't talked about porches. Are people uh, asking for uh, Lindis's uh, help uh, getting those done around the house? Yeah, a very common request this spring is to get something that's enclosed. Uh, those, those homes that face south and west like to have roofs over them or, or to some sort of shade reprieve because there's so much sun. But, yeah, we've done a lot of, uh, of quotes recently, it seems, uh, for screen porches and uh, even four-season porches. So uh, common, a common request as of late. If somebody um, goes from, uh, like, three-season to a, a four-season porch, what are the, or especially if you have, you know, learned this up front that they want a four-season, what are insulation options for somebody who wants to add a porch 
onto their home. What, what, what do you guys do about that? Well, it starts with the door that enters the room. That has to, uh, in order for it to be a uh, to go to a four season room, um, it has to be insulated to code. So we're looking for an R50 in the attic. We're looking for an R19 in the walls and an R30 in the floor. Uh, and we try to actually do a little bit better than that with spray foam. But um, if it's insulated to that degree, then you can remove that that entry door and it can be open to a four season room but that's what determines whether or not that door has to be there yeah, it's kind of neat um this mm-hmm. i'm looking at the, the text if you uh, have any kind of a it doesn't have to be about decks or porches any kind of a home improvement question for luke but uh, you can call it in or text it in 651-461-9226 another text luke it says uh, this listener wants to install a deck this summer but we'll need some lawn grading first. Uh, are there companies that will do both jobs? Any uh, thoughts on that? They want an, they want some help. What would you recommend if they call Lindus to get a deck built, but they need some uh, some landscaping done? Uh, well, it certainly depends on the degree of landscaping that needs to be done. If it's a small reshaping or just uh, um, just finish changing the grade slightly, we we can do that. Uh, incorporate it with our deck project. Otherwise, if it's more significant landscaping, then uh, we need to bring in a landscaper and coordinate with them how to get the get everything squared away so they can do the deck. A lot of times, it's easier tear off the old deck, adjust the landscaping, and then build build the new deck. Uh, sometimes it makes sense to build the new deck first um, uh, because the landscaping gets incorporated around the post if the deck elevated up off the ground, like on a walkout house. So. It's really specific to the home. We have to look at it to determine that, but uh, in some cases we can handle it. In some cases we bring in a landscaper. That makes sense. Uh, This listener says, I currently have a 9 by 12 deck. I want a porch to be 14 by 18. How much of that current deck can you use? Hmm. Uh, Hmm. Interesting. Well, probably, uh, this is disappointing. I'm going to disappoint this person. Probably none of it. Um, the, the, the reality of it is, is that the new porch is going to have to sit on a foundation of footings that is far significant compared to what likely is there for that little back. So when we put in a porch, the, the, the structure uh, differences are typically not we don't have to make bigger joists or use different beams so much as we typically have to put in bigger footings to carry the load, the additional wall and roof load that's going to have to sit on this, on the foundation. So we would, that is the biggest determining factor, and that's why usual decks that are existing, even if they're staying the same size, will have to replace the footings, carry the new load of the, of the porch. Okay. Uh, again, here's our number, phone number and text number, 651-461-9226 for your uh, deck and porch or any kind of construction or uh, home improvement type of questions this morning with Luke Panic. Uh, texter wants to know, is pressure-treated lumber still used for decks? Well, by a lot of companies, yes. By us, no. Um, the pressure-treated lumber 
is a common material to use as a deck framing material. And if it's just normal, what we classify as green tree lumber, um, we don't like to build with that anymore primarily because regular green-treated lumber, uh, most 90% of it out there is regular green-treated lumber, is about 65 to 70% moisture. So when you build your deck out of it and the sun bakes it, it shrinks, cracks, and warps significantly. So what happens to your materials, your finished materials that are attached to it, specific, you know, most importantly, synthetic materials that don't shrink and warp, uh, they will buckle and bend when the frame shrinks. So we like to use two different types of framing. We use pressure-treated wood that has been kiln-dried after it was treated. So the, we take the step of, uh, of, of kiln-drying and removing the moisture from 70% down to maybe 15 or 15 to 20% so it's far more stable. Or we use steel framing. Uh, those two are the best ways to frame a deck uh, instead of pressure-treated as green-treat wood. All right. Tell you what, I'm getting a signal we need to take a break for a weather where we have a little less than a half hour. All right. Tell you what, I'm getting a signal we need to take a break for a weather where we have a little less than a half hour uh, to go in the show. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, especially one that involves decks or porches, by all means, call us or text us 651-461-9226. The weather is straight ahead here on Newstalk 830 WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show here every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour. Thanks to our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. You want to call them? 844-9-LINDUS. That's the easy number to remember. Need some uh, new gutters? you got to get those leaf guard gutters. GAF roofing, got to get those too. Uh, 50-year non-prorated warranty on those shingles. Unbelievable. This morning, Andy Lind has taken the day off in his stead is deck and port specialist Luke Panic from Lindus Construction. Yeah, we'll, of course, pick up on any home improvement question you might have, but if especially if it involves a deck or a porch, is the guy you want to chat with or send a text to. And our number for either the phone call or text, 651-461-9226. Uh, earlier, a texter talked about pressure-treated lumber. Another text picked up on that and said, uh, how long would you expect pressure-treated lumber to last for decks if they're used? You know, we see it last as long as 30, 35 years. Um, it wow. can last quite a while, yeah, a long time. And, and it depends um, it depends a lot on the amount of moisture and temperature that it deals with and whether or not it's in contact with the ground, but um, it can last a long time. I had a question about, uh, we haven't approached it yet, uh, but I expected uh, some questions about uh, footings for decks. This listener says, do you recommend diamond pier footings with the freeze-thaw cycle with Minnesota winters, maybe you could give us a little, uh, uh, you know, primer on uh, on what, what that is. What is a diamond pure footing, and what kind of footings does Lindus like to use? You know, a diamond pure footing is a good footing in a lot of applications, specifically where you have a lot of uh, moisture in the soil, uh, soils that are near swamps, 
Loomis clay type material, a diamond pier can be better than a concrete uh, cylindrical pier. Um, we used them for a number of years at Lindus um, until we had a couple of them fail and we decided to advance our deck division to use uh, what's called a helical screw pile. So what we now use on all of our decks is a helical screw because it's far and away the best footing. Some cities, uh, specifically Hugo, Minnesota, require that the footing be a helical screw because they have so much trouble with swamp uh, and, and bad soil that even the diamond piers haven't been very successful there. So we use helical screw piles on all of our decks, any place that it's accessible to get our machine to, which is a small machine called a dingo, a Toro dingo. It's a, basically a uh, you know, something a little bit, you handle it kind of like a big snowblower, but you walk behind it, you move it around, it has an auger on the front and it spins, it spins that footing into the ground. It looks like a ice auger that you would drill a hole through the ice with uh, just a bigger, heavier duty version of that. And our auger will spin and, and, and screw that thing down into the earth. Uh, typically five feet is how deep we go, so we're well below the frost line and they go in usually pretty quick and easy. And they are, they are the best style of footings for our type of soil, and that's what we use on all of our decks and porches. Yeah, so the, to answer that uh, the listener's question, the freeze-thaw cycle, that's uh, pretty impervious to that, right? That's right. The frost, you know, basically because the bottom of that screw is down well beneath the frost. Yeah. And, and the best thing is about where, the, where it does freeze above the, above the bottom of the screw it's a round steel pipe, so the ground can slide up and down on that pipe and not uh, grab it and move it. Okay. Again, here, <clears throat> excuse me, our phone number happens to be our text number as well, 651-461-9226. Luke Panic from Linda's Construction answering uh, those uh, questions today. Here's another one. It says, I pressure washed last fall and rolled on a semi-transparent stain. Today, it looks almost as bad. Uh, are you saying, Texture says, it's because the pressure wash failed to remove all the old stain that sanding is better? That may uh, be the case. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it depends on if, if it's an adhesion problem or it wasn't able to adhere, or oftentimes uh, it gets mold and mildew on it as well. So... I might you might start with washing it and cleaning it with a, with a deck wash and see what it looks like. It's hard to say without seeing it, but for sure the semi-transparent products penetrate into the wood better than something that's been sanded and the grain has been opened up. Uh, that is for sure the best. Yeah, I, if you saw it, you could comment more on it. If you could see it in person, see what the deal was for sure. Um, what are the pros and cons, Texture says, of green-treated versus brown-treated, and do you recommend kiln-dried? I heard there's been some issues with uh, splintering. We are building a pergola, Texture says. Mm. Yeah, well, the difference between green-treated and brown-treated is just that. It's just the color of the treatment. So um, there is no difference that I'm aware of other than the dye that they use is brown instead of green. So uh, the kiln-dried 
statement there is what's important. If they've removed the liquid from the from the board and then build out of it, it is far more stable. Now, I don't want to create the image that this wood is perfect. It still is going to move and acclimate with humidity and temperature, which is the reason I don't like to see it into our composite deck board. So it will still crack. It will still expand and move. Um, and you can slow that down and preserve its appearance by putting a product on it. Um, if, you're, if you're staining or, or, or painting or doing anything to treated wood, you're doing it for its appearance, not to preserve its life. Uh, but it will help uh, keep it looking nice if you want to put a, a stain or something on it. But definitely, if I was to build a pergola, I would use the kiln-dried wood rather than the green tree wood. A listener is, uh, we're getting a bunch in here. Uh, a listener has uh, said uh, that their de- their cedar deck is in relatively good shape, but they hate the railing system. Does Lindis put in metal railings on cedar decks? Yeah, uh, we we do that from time to time. If the, the deck itself is in good shape and it just needs a railing, cedar railings fail quickly usually because they split and crack. The balusters uh, are usually inch-and-a-half square balusters, and, and, and they're screwed on, and as they expand and contract and crack, they, they fall off, and which is the reason we, we rarely ever build any sort of uh, railing with any sort of wood. Usually our rail systems are all metal um, of some sort, either aluminum or powder-coated steel. So on occasion, when the deck is in good shape, we can come out there and put a brand-new railing on that uh, existing deck, um, every deck is different, so it depends. We have to look at it, but uh, it is it is a possibility. Okay. Here is an interior uh, question for you, uh, Luke. What is the best polyurethane to use on interior stair treads? My stair treads are stained oak. What do you think about staining uh, inside uh, stairs that are stained oak? Um, that's a great question. They use... Uh, I would use an acrylic um, version. Uh, I don't know, I couldn't say a name or a brand for floor finishes, but they are very specific um, finishes that you use on hardwood flooring. I would have to defer to a hardwood floor finisher, or you'd buy that at a store that sells hardwood flooring. Uh, I don't know, uh, but I know the acrylic versions of it or the synthetic versions are the best. I've had them done on old houses of mine. I had an old farmhouse that had maple floors refinished, and uh, it's very impressive, uh, durable stuff. But it's different than, you know, it's not the same kind of polyurethane you see on the shelf at a, at a, at a Home Depot or a Menards. Hardwood floors get a different type of product. Um, and if there's a hardwood floor finisher listening, you can message us because I don't know the name or brand of it or the chemical makeup of it. Well, that's interesting. I did not know that. Uh, yeah, if there is a, f- a flooring person uh, who uh, has that information, yeah, I'd like to hear that myself. I'll tell you what, I'm getting a signal. We need to take a bit of a break here. We have a few minutes left in the show. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, uh, especially if it involves decks or porches, it doesn't have to. But if it does, uh, it's your day today. Luke Panic in for Andy Lindis. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO, stay with us.
And again, welcome back to our Home Improvement Show here every Saturday morning, 9 o'clock hour, thanks to Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. If you uh, want some help from Lindus, whatever that case may be, maybe you need some new gutters or uh, you need some new siding for that matter, Uh, or those great GAF uh, roofing, those shingles I love on our house. Man, they still look great after all these years. Yeah, call them, 8449-LINDUS, 50% off uh, that uh, labor right now, 50% off installation labor. So take advantage of that. And take advantage of uh, Luke Panic's presence here on the show. Luke is filling in for Andy Linders this morning. If you're just joining us, he is the deck and port specialist at uh, Linders Construction. I should ask you too, Luke, uh, Luke what about uh, folks that still want a deck? Is that possible to have it done before Christmas, <laughs> let's say, this year? You bet. We've uh, we've got a large division. We've added to our team to handle the the amount of decks that we think we're going to need to be able to handle. So we're looking right now. If you order a deck from us, we can install it in anywhere from eight to ten weeks. So uh, we're we're rolling and we're ready to do lots of decks this summer. All right, excellent. We we're talking about uh, leaf guard gutters that I've had in my house for what almost thirty years. Uh, and a listener wants to know: Does Lindus do small jobs? They don't have; they don't give a dimension here, uh, per se. But uh, they they want to get; uh, they're interested in getting leaf guard gutters in the front of their house. They don't need it all the way around, evidently. But uh, Lindus, you know, will put in leaf guard gutters, whatever the dimension, right? That's absolutely right. I sold a, a, a customer of mine a, a three feet of gutter, so that was three feet long in a downspout. So there's there's no there's no gutter job too small for us. Yeah, again, eight four four nine Lindis. Quick number to remember: eight four four nine Lindis. Yeah, I remember a neighbor asking me why I liked uh, the leaf guard gutter so much, and I said, "Well, look at your existing gutter, your downspouts, and then look at." the mine on my house or anybody who has leaf guard gutters, how much wider those downspots are. They really handle the water. Makes a big difference. And uh, and they look good to a neighbor. A neighbor has a, a beautiful paint job on their house. And they got Lindis uh, to come over two, three years ago to put the leaf guard gutter system. And, you know, I've said it before, if a gutter can be pretty... <laughs> Because there are so many great colors to choose from that that match your color or whatever you like, and that's that's a whole nother uh, angle to those great leaf guard gutters. Uh, let's see. I don't want to forget some other textures here. Let's see. Our deck is seven years old, never stained or painted. There was a company that came out, doesn't say the name of the company, and suggested it be power washed, and they could put a sealant. Or something on it. They said it would look a hundred percent better. Well, I, I don't know if we can even comment on that. I'm not sure. Have you heard of of, of people who uh, put sealants on decks? It doesn't say the company. Um, there's lots of companies that will stain decks. I think sealant is just a word for you know a preservative of some sort. And uh, there's a number of different brands out there we've talked about over the years, but. Um, for sure, a, a deck. What happens, you know, with a wood deck is uh, nature. Uh, the UV rays break down the wood surface and turn it gray. Um, organic material sits on there and, and uh, does its does its thing. So being cleaned and and maintained and preserved will, will certainly improve its finish. Seven years is is a common time where it starts to look old, and uh, it's a, a 
you can be rejuvenated and back to life for sure. All right. Texter says this, good morning. I have a question for Luke regarding deck boards. We are replacing the deck boards on our deck. The current deck boards are a green treated board that has spaces in between each board. Should I continue with the spaces or kind of mesh them together with no spaces? I assume, Texter says, the spaces are for draining. That is true, and especially with uh, green-treated wood, there's going to be, as we've talked earlier, when the moisture leaves that green-treated wood, it's going to shrink a lot. And all decking, whether it be cedar or any wood decking, should have a space to it. If it's typically green-treated wood um, that has not been kiln-dried, you can put those boards almost tight because they're going to shrink a lot. If you if you start off with a 3 8 inch gap, which is common, um, they're going to shrink to almost a half or a 5 eighths of an inch gap. So think about think about how wet the wood is. It's very easy to tell. When you grab that piece of wood, you can feel if it feels waterlogged or not. If it's very heavy, it's going to shrink more than you think. Um, and I'm not a poet. That rhymed. It is going to shrink more than you think when it's wet. So, you know, be prepared for that. If it's it, and cedar will shrink also, but not near as much as green treated wood. So that's the that's the that's the question you got to answer as far as how much it's going to shrink. And there's no way to tell exactly, but you know it's going to shrink for sure. Luke, we we have to run here. We've got about a minute or less, but I, I wanted to uh, to address a text that uh, we get from time to time about. Where does Lindis go? This uh, particular uh, texter lives about an hour north of the Twin Cities. And um, I guess generally speaking, if somebody wants to know if Lindis does come to their town, we'll, we'll, you know, within that radius of the working area, what's the best solution? Just call uh, Lindis and ask, right? That's right. Let us know your address, and our gals uh, will tell you, uh, you, you know, once you give us your zip code, we'll know if we're, you're within our circle of, of work or not, and sometimes we can refer other companies if it's outside of our range, but I can tell you that within an hour north of the city, we for sure go there. I mean, I know I've been to Pine City recently. Um, I've been to Princeton, and those are pretty far north, so uh, we'll usually get up there and try to help you if we can. Yeah, that's uh, that's good news. Uh, just call them eight four four nine Lindus eight four four nine Lindus. Luke, always a pleasure. Have a good week. Let's hope uh, summer returns here, and I know we'll be talking to you again down the road. Thanks, Danny. Don't forget to get your taxes taken care of. Absolutely, <laughs> will do. Thanks, Luke. Uh, Luke Panic. Next week on the show, uh, Jesse. From safe basements, if you have a wet basement or you're worried about radon or you've got bowed walls, we're going to talk about your foundation, uh, among other things. That's uh, next week here on the show. Enjoy the day. Rain, possibly a thunderstorm today. Uh, we've experienced our high right now, 47. Thanks for listening.